This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith, but come to those who believe it. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello. My friend, we'll meet again. It's been a while. Where do we begin? That's a good question by a famous philosopher. Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. How's everyone doing today? How's everyone going? I need to check one thing on my monitors, but yeah, it's been it's been a fun week. Uh, what have I been doing? Uh, a band, a new band I'm playing with. We. Had her, I played my first show with them last night. That was uh, that was fun. It looks like everything was good to begin with. Um, yeah, so we played our last. Well, we played our first. I played my first show with them last night. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a nice. It's a good group to play with, like blues rock, and uh, it's it's a uh, very much an adult band where everyone acts like an adult and we do adult things, unlike other bands you play with, who. You're, you know, you're literally just playing with musicians, and uh, and as we know, they are not the best people in our worlds. Uh, they are who they are. So, um, but yeah, no, it was a fun show last night. I wish I have more stories. I wish I could tell, but it's not one of those kind of stories you can just say on the internet for everyone to hear. You know, it, it's good to not overshare 
your entire life on the internet because uh, it makes uh, make it's nice to have your own personal life. I really realized that. I think last week we talked about how uh, like oh how kids like you could be bullied at school and then you go home and get online and you you get bullied again and uh, yeah the really it is really hard when you're a kid because like kids don't necessarily. Is it like good social media hygiene? I want to say I don't know. Hygiene seems like a weird word, but like just a good rule for social media is like uh, understanding. I think there's boundaries with social media, and so it is really good to do that. And like kids don't necessarily know that. I mean, I was a kid. You know, I was a kid at the beginning of Facebook, so I remember. I remember the pre-Facebook days. It was always like you know, MySpace was pretty popular. And stuff like that, but like there were like other social media sites too. I remember MSN had one. It was kind of blog like, and I've been like trying to search for it because I remember like what email I did use. I don't know how to get into that email anymore. I might be able to figure it out, but uh, you know, and stuff like that. I remember the email I used, and I remember a lot of the usernames I had. So I'm like, there. I can't remember MSN. It was MSN because it was. Through like Hotmail, and it was like a you had like a blog thing. You shared all your stuff on the blog, and you know it's kind of like MySpace. There, it was there was a weird time in between that. Like I remember MSN Messenger was a vibe where like some people only had Yahoo Messenger, and that's why Android phones exist nowadays because people are dumb enough to sign up for like Yahoo Messenger when MSN was the shit. Their your email address was Hotmail. Like, how fucking cool was that? Now you look at someone with a hot man like my mom and uh, another friend I have, and it's just like, wow, you're still going strong with the hotmail, you know? I can't even, I remember I helped my mom set up her hotmail account because she wanted to, she's like, can you help me set, it was back in the, can you help me make another email uh, that's more for personal stuff? I'm like, yeah, sure. And we went to hotmail or whatever. Now I would have told her to go to Gmail, but I don't know. She's she's very, she's gone full throttle in on uh uh, in on Hotmail, do I have Full Throttle? Where is Full Throttle? I think Full Throttle is, yeah. Let's go Full Throttle. There we go. There we go. We got it. And I finally use the soundboard. I have to make sure it works. It's, I always have to like test it out early in the show, uh, to make sure that, uh, shit works. But, uh, besides that, no, band, band show is fun. You know, a lot of good playing by me. Oh, no, I, 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 I did play better than I thought I would do. You know, it was just like. You're learning, like, I'm, I'm learning songs I've never, a lot of them I haven't, like, ever really learned before. It's more like I've just heard in passing type of songs, you know? And so, yeah, I, it was, like, very much, yeah, I, I think I did okay. Um, I, I know where I need to improve, you know? Uh, the music student in me was like, I know where I need to improve on on a, on this show. Um yeah, no, I'm still I'm still teaching the youth. I think I did a couple like three days last week, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a uh, what is it? Is it ongoing? I've been telling the kids, and apparently I could get in trouble for this. But uh, I, like I said, I watch my words. I just want to let you know uh, and stuff like that. And also, you know, man proposes and God disposes. But uh, I would like tell kids if they were on their phones, you'd be like, hey, if you, I see you with your phone out. I'm going to take your mom out on a date. And, you know, and a lot of kids put their phones away. Some kids wanted to challenge my knowledge. And they're like, but my mom's married. I'm like, um, 
And don't you think that's going to be a problem for your mom's marriage? Uh, the fact that she's going on a date with your substitute teacher? You know, don't you think that would be kind of a problem, you know? And, you know, most of the time when kids get divorced, you know, or not kids get divorced, when parents get divorced, it is 100% not the kid's fault. If anything, the kid helped them last longer than they actually should have. And so, you know, you always tell kids, like, hey, divorce was never your fault. Like, I would say... Out of all, you know, if 50% of marriages end in divorce, like, has to be less than 1% when it's actually the kid's fault, you know. It has to be less than 1%, uh, if I'm getting my math right, because that makes sense. But if your child is caught on their phone, and you're the mother of the child, and you now have to go on a date with me, and your husband doesn't like that, your husband doesn't enjoy that you're going on a date with me, uh, that is 100% the child's fault. The, the, if that's going to end the marriage right there because, uh, you know, your husband doesn't like it that you have to go on a date with me because your child was caught with their phone in school. You know, it is the kid's fault. At that point, it is the kid's fault that the parents get divorced. <laughs> it's not my fault. You know, everyone's like, why don't you take blame for it? I'm like, well, I, you know, I told him. I gave him a warning. It's kind of like uh, in Texas how, like, if you just walk on someone's property, you can just die. Uh, you know, it's like, I, I like that rule, but, like, I also think, like, hey, you should give a warning first. Like, I think one warning, one warning is perfect for that, okay? One warning is, uh, is, is like a perfect thing for that. But no, uh, teaching has been, teaching has been fun. I just goof around all day, to be honest with you. Was it the, I need to add, I think you should leave. It's like, I didn't do fucking shit. That's how I, that's, that's me. Well, no, that's what, they're not the music class. I do try to make the music kids do shit, so that's fun. But, yeah, I'm adjusting to, like, teacher time and musician time. Very opposite, you know, times where it's, like, teachers wake up early in the morning and go to bed late, where uh, musicians, you know, they're working, you know, late in the evenings because, you know, that's when concerts happen, that you're, like, you're kind of a 50% nocturnal person, in a sense, so it's very different, very different worlds, but I'm making it work. All the kids are telling me I look like, I remind, I don't think I look like, but I remind them of the koala from Sing, and I still haven't seen the movie, I need to, like, actually sit down and watch it tonight, and, uh, yeah, I, I gotta see, you know, it's really bad, it really says something when you get, when someone insults you, I don't know if this is an insult, they're just, like, poking fun, because, and to be fair, I was, I've been poking fun at, like, every kid, like, every single kid I was poking fun at, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, you know, you expect them to come back, imagine me picking on kids all day, and the one time they're mean to me, I'm just like, oh, when did this happen to the office right now, uh, so, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's really great when you get insulted and then you have to research the insult that was given to you, uh, was, you know. That's rough, buddy. But, yeah, so, yeah, that's been interesting. I also found out this week Scott Rayner, who was the drummer, original drummer for Blink-182, uh, before Travis Barker made them a good band, he is now a cop, and... He, it, usually someone being like, oh, he decided to go into a career, you know, like a musician, like, they used to be in a band, now they're not. But, you know, like, if you're a punk rock guy, you're like a punk kid, you know, the opposite of what you do is grow up to be a cop, you know? And especially right now when really all, all cops are just fucking bastards, you know? Like, they're all just 
bastard and shit like that. And, you know, in, especially someone who grew up in, like, the skate punk scene, you know, like, the opposite of what you do is become a cop. You, you literally, to quote Sum 41, you became a casualty of society. And that is pretty fucking stupid of you, uh, Scott Rayner. Uh, so, Scott, I used to, you know, respect you for, you know, being the good, being a good drummer before Travis could come in. But now I don't respect you anymore, Scott Rayner. Uh, even though we've never met, and I actually don't even listen to the albums that you were on with <laughs> Blink-182. I don't know. It's just like, damn, it was good, but then it didn't really get good until, like, Travis got in, like, Enema. Enema was Travis's first one, yeah. So, yeah, and we're going to talk more about Blink-182 in this episode. They just released this new album, and in case you're listening instead of watching the podcast, uh, our background is Blink-182 themed. This is a Blink-182 themed episode of Cancel Sweezy, and I think we're titling it one more time. That's called pre-production for a podcast, folks. Pre-production for a podcast. Um, but yeah, no, I have music out wherever. <laughs> that was a horrible transition. So yeah, if you listen, to, if you want to listen to my music, I'm out wherever you stream music at. It's under Sweezy. Kind of like Cancel Sweezy, you just take out the cancel part. And uh, my socials are all under... Uh, at the Shweezy, so TikTok, we post clips on the show. Uh, I've been posting on the YouTube shorts as well. Uh, so that's that's really cool as well, all under Shweezy. Um, we do have a PayPal, and we do have a uh, Cash App account, which you can help financially support the show. Uh, if you're a cool, if you're a good noodle, if you don't want to lose one of your good noodle stars, then that would be the best option for you, to be honest with you. Do you want to do something like that? But if you want to know all the free shit you can do, here's some free shit you can do. And I'm like, I want to tell you, subscribing to the show, liking our episodes, leaving comments, especially on our YouTube page, either on the full episodes or the highlights, best way you can freely support our show and uh, everything we do. Um, and if you're on an audio platform, uh, Leave us a review and give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating, okay? I just want to... Feel like a woman, a real woman. Damn, I... Feel like a woman, a real woman. Dun, 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 dun. Let's go, girls. That is when you're sad and you're just here, let's go, girls, and you're just like, cowboy hats on. Uh, what, a, what, a, what, a, what an event we can live in. Anyways, though, let's jump into previous week right now. The news from last week, which we'll be discussing in the current present. So, uh, as our buddy Philip Franco would say... Let's just jump into it. All right, this is our article we got from Variety, one of my favorite people. And by favorite people, I mean people who are so fucking weird, they interest me. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow rejects Nepo baby term because there's nothing wrong with doing what your parents do. It's an ugly moniker. Gwyneth Paltrow briefly entered the Nepo baby discourse in January when she commented on Instagram post of Haley Bieber's wearing a shirt with the moniker on it and wrote, I might need a few of these. Now Paltrow, the daughter of actor Blythe Danner and director-producer Bruce Paltrow, 
and who is an Oscar winner in her own right, entered the discourse more forcefully by telling Bustle the term Nepo Baby is an ugly moniker. Now there's this whole Nepo Baby culture and judgment that exists around kids of famous people. Paltrow said when her 19-year-old daughter Apple got brought up, she's really just a student and she's been very, she just wants to be a kid and be at school and learn. But there's nothing wrong with doing or wanting to do what your parents do. Nobody rips on a kid who's like, I want to be a doctor like my dad and granddad, Paltrow continued. The truth is, if you grow up in a house with a lot of artists and people making art and music, that's what you know. The same way if you grow up in a house of law, the discussion around the table are about the nuances of whatever particular law the parents practice. I think it's kind of an ugly moniker, she continued, about Nepo Baby term. I just hope that my children always feel free to pursue exactly what they want to do, irrespective of what anybody's going to think or say. The term short of for nepotism, baby, went viral in late 2022 due to a New York magazine cover story on the topic. It prompted many actors who are the children of actors to speak out on the matter. Kay Hudson, the daughter of actor Goldie Hawn, and Bill Hudson shrugged off the term in an interview with The Independent. The nepotism thing, I mean, I don't really care, Hudson said. I look at my kids and we're a storytelling family. It's definitely in our blood. People can call it whatever they want, but it's not going to change it. I actually think there are other industries where it's more common, Hudson continued, maybe modeling. I see it in business way more than I see it in Hollywood. Sometimes I've been in business meetings where I'm like, wait, whose child is this? Like, the person knows nothing. I don't care where you come from or what your relationship to the business is. If you work hard and you kill it, it doesn't matter. Jamie Lee Curtis, the daughter of actor Tony Curtis, and Janet Lee posted on Instagram around the same time that the Nepo Baby Discord is designed to hurt. I have been a professional actors since I was 19 years old, so that makes me an OG Nepo baby, Curtis wrote. I've never understood, nor will I, what qualities got me hired that day, but since my first two lines on Quincy as a contract player at Universal Studios to this last spectacular creative year, some 44 years later, there's not a day in my professional life that goes by without me, my being reminded that I am the daughter of a movie star. The current conversation about Nepo babies is just designed to try to diminish in denigrate and hurt. When asked about the term for a recent Variety cover story, Ethan Hawke, the father of actor Maya Hawke, quipped, put simply, I'm a Nepo dad, and I'm not embarrassed about that. So, here's, I guess we have to talk about Nepo babies. Now, I don't even really necessarily want to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm like, she's weird, but I also feel like she's a good hang, you know? I feel like she's a fun hang. Like, you hang out with her, it's like, oh yeah, my company, Goop, we have this thing where it's like slugs, they suck the cum out of your balls or something like that. You're like, okay, well, I'm not necessarily interested in trying it, but I'm more interested in hearing about what you're, you know, like, you know, it's kind of, stu- you think it's stupid, but like, you're also like friends with this person. So you're kind of like, huh, you know, well, let me just pique my interest. But yeah, uh, one reason I really think, and I think this topic is really coming up and I've been kind of interested in this topic I think it's just more of my, like, jaded self, you know? My parents are, my my dad was a track and cross-country coach at a D2 school, specifically a D2 school that focuses a lot more on academics than, like, how good are you at sports and stuff like that. And uh, not saying, like, they're bad athletes or anything, you know? It's just probably they're going to go into, if, like, a lot of them are maybe going into coaching, and so that's a good thing. Uh, but a lot of other people are probably not. They're just doing it, you know, for some scholarship money and stuff like that. Uh, and so I, you know, I, as someone who is a musician, you know, I, I think about it a lot. And, like, 
And I've been thinking about how like popular and how Taylor Swift has gotten so mega in these past couple of years, like since Reputation, how everyone just like, fuck that bitch, I hate her, to like, oh my gosh, if she farts, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to lose my mind. This is so amazing. You know, and shit like, shit like that. So, and you don't know that Taylor uh, has rich parents, even though she pretends to come from like small, small farm town origins and uh, stuff like that, you know, she... She came. She has a rich dad, and the thing is, and I think the thing is, she's not a nepo baby, but she can technically be considered an industry plant. Which uh, I think nepo, that's kind of like the the popular slang for like a nepo baby. It's just like oh, someone created this in like almost like it feels like it was created in like a lab, and you know, this is America, you dumb son of a bitch. Okay, and so it, and it's just like it kind of just ruins the whole idea where it's like people are self-made in the world. And it's just kind of like a reality shatter broken. And it's making me kind of jaded thinking about how we're at a point where it's like, you know, no one's really self-made anymore. And, you know, and I'm just like, as me struggling with my career, like the self-made people do exist. And like, and I'm trying to like, and I'm really trying to focus like what art I consume. A lot of it, you know, you can't get away from it all the time, but uh, I try, at least especially with, like, the music I listen to, I'm trying more to not listen to Nepo Babies or Industry Plans and really trying to focus on actual self-made artists, you know, because they're the ones who really deserve your attention, not, like, some some rich kids, like, getting, you know, like, I don't want to be a singer, and so now they're singers and stuff like that. And so, yeah, so I don't think there's anything wrong, and I think what Gwyneth Paltrow is trying to say here is, like, just because... I went into the same career field as my parents uh, shouldn't be a bad thing. And no, that is definitely not a bad thing at all. Like, I don't know, people, you know, you live in a house where people, where you have two adults interested in one thing and then you're around it all the time, you know, you kind of, you just spark an interest for it. That's just, you know. uh, This is the type of guy you get. And that's not a big deal. The problem is, like, sometimes you have, like, parents who play gigs and stuff like that, but they, you know, they may work, like, a day job, too, but they're, you know, they're also pretty good musicians and have a cool stuff like that. So you think about that, like, yeah, I'm interested in music because my dad was interested in music, but your dad's not necessarily a celebrity. But things with, like, this is, like, they're getting their career because of their parents. That's the real problem. Like, you know, I think, didn't Nicolas Cage, he went with Cage because I think his real last name is like Coppola or something like that. And that's a big famous acting family for those of you who don't know. Uh, and I think a lot of artists, like they will change their last names just so you don't know. Like, oh, they're related to each other. Uh, I think Ber- uh, Feinstein, uh, Jonah Hill's sister, it's not Queenie Feinstein. Why do I think it's, her name's like Queenie or something like that? Uh, like, you know, like she didn't try to build her career off of uh, – that I remember I saw Hank William Jr.'s daughter at the Grand Old Opry, and they're like, this is her first show ever, and it was terrible because your first show should not be at the Grand Old Opry. Your first show should be in the, sh- the shittiest place possible uh, with no one there. Like, that's what your first gig should be. If, you're, if, your, first gig is, uh, if your first gig is the Grand Old Opry, like, you are 100% just a Nepo baby and, like, you need to check your privilege at the door, you know? I think it's just more or less just, like, rich kid privilege is what it, it, it what it comes down to. And, you know, like, there's some people who are working, and I have, like, just some friends working so hard on music career, and they're making 
some of like the most badass music I've ever heard in my life. And then just like some kid with rich kids' parents are like, uh, they just get successful just because their parents have money. You know, it's just it's just an unfair. I just think at the end of the day, with this Nepo baby discourse, uh, what we all want is just an even playing field for everyone. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, that's I mean, that gets political, and I guess that's why I have socialist leanings is that I think everyone should have, like, the same, be at the same starting line when it comes to anything in life, you know? Like, I just feel like, you know, like, my parents helped me go to college and stuff like that, but not everyone's parents are able to figure that out for them, you know? And so I think everyone, you know, should at least just have the same starting point, and it's just, like, what you do in your life and how you decide to be disciplined and how you decide to have a work ethic should determine that stuff. It shouldn't be determined by your rich parents. So I could go on. We could do a whole ass hour and a half. We're almost like a two hour podcast these days on, on this, but nevertheless, he persisted and nevertheless, I will continue. Uh. Okay. So next article is from Odyssey. Here we go. Article of the week. Blink-182's Mark Hoppus had to relearn how to sing and play after chemo for a new album. During a recent chat with Zane Lowe, Blink-182's filled us in on all that led up to the surprising reunion, which no one found more shocking than lead singer Mark Hoppus himself. Feeling lucky to to back on stage at all after being diagnosed with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma back in 2021, it was actually for the other reason Hoppus was certain he never shared the stage with his both Blink-182 bandmates again. You know... The band's highly publicized fallout, that is, until Hoppus' diagnosis shifted everything. While he and the drummer Travis Barker always stayed in touch during the band's time apart, his relationship with Tom DeLonge was quite the opposite. However, when cancer entered the picture, everything changed with their friendship, but also in many other ways. By September of the same year, Hoppus was cancer-free, but it looked took a while to get back to normal. I was still fucking hollow, just a shell. Uh, he shared, I had a shitty weak brain eaten with the chemotherapy and pain and everything else, and then getting back in the studio to make this record was like learning how to play bass again. Mark revealed to Zane Lowe how chemotherapy forced him to relearn how to be a musician again. The chemotherapy wrecked my vocal cords. I had to go to work with a vocal coach. I had to rebuild my throat. I had all this stuff. I had to rebuild to get to the point where we could go on and walk on stage at Coachella and have one of the biggest shows of our career and have this album with which, touch wood, is one of the best albums we've ever written. DeLong added in, in how Blink-182 and had Hoppus back drawing parallels from the, being, the diagnosis to the fatal plane crash that nearly killed Barker back in 2008. I remember sitting with Mark at his house, and it was just very, very much like, you're sick, DeLong said. We're going to get you through this, and we're going to make the best music we've ever made. Let's do it. Let's have a North Star. I wanted him to have a North Star. And that's exactly what they did. I, it feels like the best time and the band in forever, Mark gushed. Uh, so, yeah, it's that time of the episode where I get to discuss Blink-182's new album, which came out last Friday, so even by the time this episode comes out, it hasn't even been a week old. And I gotta say, it's fucking the best. It, it's just, it's so fucking good. Is it their best album they've ever made? Um, That is up to you, but I think it is. Um, You know, I, I can't imagine, like, I don't know, you... It's okay to have a favorite album a band's made, but I, it's hard to say, especially a band like Blink-182, uh, like to say this is their best album because it's just like, is it better than Enema of the State? And you're like, 
Some parts yes, some parts no. And like, is enema better? Some parts yes, some part no. Take off your pants and jacket. Is it better than that? Yes, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, and then, you know, you listen to Neighborhoods, you know, that has its own different vibe to it. Uh, the entitled record has its own different vibe to it. So it's hard for me to want to rank it by like what I think is actually their best album because I think what can be considered their best album is subjective. But I say, I think we can determine, is this a good album or is it a bad album? It's a good album. It's just like Enema of the State, good album. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, good album. Uh, and really, if you look back, like they've never really released a bad album. Even Nine in California. I like California a little bit more than Nine because uh, Nine was just way more poppy and just really was a real big departure. It just didn't feel like Blink-182 on Nine, but fuck it. But also Matt Skiba is the fucking best. I think Matt Skiba liked something on the Cancel Shweezy page, and I think it was his actual, it looked like his actual page. So thank you, Matt Skiba. I'm happy uh, you like to post from like forever ago that I posted on. But like, no, dude, you're the fucking best. I'm so excited for the new Alkaline Trio record uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, this this article makes it like, was Matt Skiba in Blink-182, Blink-182, or was it like Mark and Travis you know, making a Blink-182 record without Tom and they needed a guy to do stuff with, you know, similar to that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, the album, you know, totally phenomenal. Uh, I, I really do think I've been, I think yesterday itself, I just, uh, listened to Anthem part three on repeat uh, that one. Like you can't go that heavy on lyrics with your first song. Okay. Like, and like, just like, and what makes this album, I think, good, because when bands get to their age, like Blue Winnie 2, they almost get to a point where they're like, I don't think they have anything else to really sing about, you know? Like, I feel like it's okay to admit, like, I think I'm done writing songs. I don't think I have anything else, like, you know, good to say or, like, you know. You bet I'm coming up in May. Like, you, you know, you're just like, I think I'm done with everything I have to say in songs, and I think I'm just going to move on life and you do what Billy Joel does and just performs the hits stuff like that or kind of what Garth does. I don't know if Garth really how much into like songwriting he actually is but like he plays a lot of just like hits and like he'll hit hit up covers which is really cool too so so yeah so I don't know with this album though it had that whole aspect of like Tom leaving and rejoining the band you had that uh, you also had Mark's cancer diagnosis, which is really interesting because you're just thinking like, oh, there's songs about cancer, but with what Mark is doing, he he wrote so like he wrote about his feelings at the time, where it's like it wasn't necessarily the cancer, where the cancer was a problem. I mean, obviously that that would definitely be a problem, but at the same time, he thought like, oh, people find out I have cancer, they're just gonna be like, fuck you, you deserve this, yada yada yada, stuff like that. And, like, when you, you know, and no matter how much, like, because I remember when it was announced, I was in the airport, and I was just like, this is a bummer. And every, it was just all love and support. I didn't see anyone. And I don't even know people who are just like, fuck Mark Hoppus, you know? It's not a guy you, like, I could, the only thing that seemed like, fuck Mark Hoppus, Tom DeLonge is way better in the band. I'm like, they're both same similar guys or whatever. Uh, so stuff like that. So, yeah, and it's just really, and I don't know, like, it really makes you think about, like, oh, like, I might be dying, you know? And, you know, as a songwriter, I think about that, like, I might be dying. Like, what else do I have to say, you know? 
how do I feel right now about this, you know? Always some interesting stuff. So, like, they had solid, solid, like, lyrical ideas and ideas they wanted to put into songs, stuff like that. So, like, regarding, like, most bands their age, they're just writing, I don't even know what they're writing. They're just writing, like, like, I'm going to write about being in love with a girl who broke my heart, even though I've been happily married for over a decade and just, my life is in a good spot. Writing about being sad, I'm like, you can tell this is fake, but, like, this album doesn't feel fake. This feels like real... I mean, lyrically, I just think it's just phenomenal. Just, it's just a phenomenal lyrical album. Uh, is it overproduced? Yeah, it is feeling like uh, MGK, but, like, it's Travis Barker producing it, so... Uh, Drums are very processed, which is very weird how, if you listen to Taking Back Sunday's Ladder Now versus this record, like how much drums have changed in that time. Very interesting. But overall, 10 out of 10, Mark learning how to sing. Yeah, you kind of had to do that. People, if you think like it's easy to sing, like you don't understand how much, what like really goes on in your body when you have to sing. And so, yeah, having to relearn that and stuff like that, you're like, all right, I'm gonna try to hit this note, and then you're like, and you're like, okay, gotta figure out how to do that again, stuff like that. And I'm sorry, my nose is so itchy for those watching, but uh, yeah, overall, uh, I think at the end of the year, we do our my favorite albums of the year. Uh, uh, spoiler alert: this one is gonna be on that album. So, uh, what? All right. Last article we got here is from IGN. Fourth graders distraught after Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey somehow gets shown in classroom. There's horror and then there's trauma. And that's what a group of fourth graders recently got themselves into with the 2023 slasher film Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. According to a parent who spoke with CBS Miami, of course, this is fucking Florida. Uh, their child and classmates were exposed to approximately a half hour of Winnie the Pooh semi-parody horror film that dropped this year that reimagines the beloved children's characters as a serial killer who dons a poo mask while stalking his prey. The film already has a sequel in the works, so despite its silliness, it was some somewhat of a hint hit in the horror sphere, but naturally not with a classroom of fourth graders. According to the parents' account, the child selected the film, but they seemed to regret the decision as the film played out. The teacher didn't stop the movie, even though there were kids saying, hey, stop the movie. We don't want to watch this, the parent explained. It's not for them to decide what they want to watch. It's up to the professor to look at the content. The school issued a statement following the incident. The Academy for Innovative Education has become aware of a segment of a horror movie that was shown to fourth graders Monday, October 2nd, 2023, and was not suitable for the age group. The statement said, Our administration promptly addressed the issue directly with the teacher and has taken appropriate action to ensure the safety and well-being of students. We are actively monitoring the students and our mental health counselor and principal have already met with students with those students who have expressed concerns. In the meantime, the team High Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey are working on a sequel featuring Tigger, and there are several other nightmare versions of classic kid properties in the works elsewhere. Teachers will probably want to pre-screen anything with blood in the title. Just saying. Okay, they didn't explain what the fuck happened. Uh, so a kid picked this out movie. So like a kid being like, "Oh, Winnie the Pooh," click it and watch it too. I get that, but then like, you're it. I don't know if you if because I you know I, I've been substitute teaching for literally less than time itself, and uh, you know I would I would notice. I think I would notice if like. Unless that teacher was, like, 
the teacher had to be preoccupied with something for the, her not to notice uh, a fucking bloodbath on her screen. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, and then, like, the, the thing that's the question here is the kids being like, can we not watch this? You know, can we turn this off? You know? Uh, and the teacher's like, fuck no. You know? Like, I'm trying to fucking get over this hangover or some shit. Uh, yeah, so... I don't know what the fuck's going on with this teacher. Um, and how... Yeah, because, yeah, it's the teacher's fault. I, don't, I just... I don't know the situation. You know, if I see a horror film... I don't know. Like, I mainly do older kids, but, like, if I see a horror film, I'm like, all right, I don't know if I'm... All right, guys, I'm going to get in trouble if I show you guys this in school. Like, that's usually how I work. I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble. So we're not watching this, and I'll just put on something else. Just, like, I don't... There are problems with this story that need to be resolved. So, um, whoever this teacher is, um, I would, I, I doubt you'll ever see, I doubt you watch this show. If I'm, I'm substitute teaching, I doubt any teacher watches this show. But if you are, please contact me. I would love to talk to you. I just want to set the record straight. Just like, you know, cause there's a good chance you could be like, I just, yeah, I just wasn't, I was preoccupied with something else and it happens. Okay. It happens. So. Uh, you know, you know, this is the type of guy you get. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your nearest or your nearest retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling 
physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helped you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, so someone in particular is feeling his age again. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! So it's time to look at whatever the fuck BuzzFeed's up to and their little nostalgia trip they always put me on. Uh, so... Let's just jump into it. Uh, if you're between 32 and 45, you'll immediately realize that these 37 photos have been living rent-free deep in your mind for the last two decades. Now, I'm only 30, but I feel like I grew up as if I was born in 1991, 1990, or 1990, 1989. So, I watched this stuff probably and saw some of these stuff way earlier than I probably needed to. Uh, but besides that, yeah, let's take a look here. Uh, number one, VHS, I love the 80s, 90s, and 70s, which you learn so much stuff about pop culture and even history from. That, I need to rewatch that. That fucking, or I need to find it somewhere. Is it on something? Uh, okay, I was like, did my camera go weird? Okay, uh, no, but like, yeah, dude. Uh, like, especially I love the 90s because like the show came on in the 2000s and you're like, and when I was in the 90s, like I, I think by... When 2000 struck, I was six years old, and then by August of 2000, I was seven. I, I, I believe that's right. Um, so, yeah, I know, like, this was so cool because, like, you know, I don't know, when I was, like, a kid, I always just, like, wanted to be an adult. But now that I'm adult, I do a lot of things I would should have done as a kid. I don't know, that's something I need to bring up in therapy, but, like, that show, like, I love the 80s, 90s, and 70s, you know, and stuff like that, one of the just fucking goats of, like, TV from the 2000s was, like, that show. Because, like, you, le you learned so fucking much. I think uh, I learned about the chick who cut off the dude's dick in 1993, the year I was born. That dick reincarnated into my dick. And stuff like that. Cool show. Cool fucking show. Um, and VH1's The Fabulous Life Of, which you learned all about luxury brands from. Oh, yeah. I feel like, yeah, luxury brands used to be so much more uh, 
in like the 2000s. Now I'm just like, I don't really give a shit if it's like a Louis Vuitton bag, you know, for me or like bags I want or gear. I I guess I, I get very much more name brand on like tech and stuff like that. But at the same time, like if it works well, it's not, you know, it's not too bad. But overall though, yeah, uh, yeah, that show is just like, just like here let me flex every fucking item i have for you and yeah so stuff like that uh the home login screen for a windows xp on your family's computer Uh, yeah i think somehow we did have profiles i don't know uh my family is dum-dums when it comes to tech and so they thought having different profiles was uh putting viruses on the computer when in reality was my fucking dumbass brother who was fucking putting that shit on and then blaming me for it. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. And stuff like that. So we only had to have, like, one profile. And, like, I remember they are like, oh, there's a virus on the computer again. Thanks a lot, Sam. Like, I didn't do sh- I didn't do fucking shit. I need to have that sound drop. I didn't do fucking shit. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? And then we get older and I realize, like, oh, I've had a laptop for 10 years and my brother breaks them all the fucking time. Dude, I, that's, that's trauma right there. But, uh, yeah, dude, like the profiles and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, really was a problem in my family because no one used. And if the computer wasn't working, someone would just fucking wipe the hard drive and do it again. Like, you're going to like the stupidest fucking, going to some dude's apartment and just having them wipe a hard drive. And you're like, okay, I'm going to pay you a ton of money. Uh, number four, the singing mutant Quizno hamsters that were just horrifying. There's a reason Quiznos, you don't see them anymore. There's a reason you don't see a lot of them. And I think the hamster had something to do with it. Someone thought, they think like, we're going to go fucking viral with this one. And then all of a sudden, like, you see that fucking thing. And you're just like, nope, never going to Quiznos ever again. I don't know what the fuck that thing is, but I don't want their sandwiches, you know. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, and then the Fantanas. I didn't know they had a name. The Fantanas and their catchy Wanna Fanta, don't you wanna wanna Fanta? And then the famous Family Guy one, Wanna Sanka, don't you wanna? And I think Sanka is like for old people to help them poop, I guess. How do you get to an age where you're just like, my body's like, I, I guess I don't poop anymore. Like, I feel like I'm just dropping giant ass logs every fucking day of my life and, and stuff like that. I identify as a fucking threat anyways the fanta yeah that's long we that's a, that's the sign of a good advertisement it's like if it's a jing or at least in jingle world is if you just have that fucking dumbass fucking jingle stuck in your head like that's how you know you fucking nailed it uh the skill of taking selfies with flip phones oh my gosh uh it's like when kids talk about selfies and he's like don't recite the dark magic to me i was there when it was written i was there when people would do that that's why, I don't know, it's just easier, that's why there's so many fucking mirror selfies for the most part, and it's weird how the mirror selfies evolved to a point where it's like, like, fucking dumb, dumb bitches are, who call themselves influencers, are like, holding their phone, pretending to take a picture in a mirror, when in reality it's actually just another camera for some reason, I, I don't know, like, at what point, at what point are we gonna make God cry, you know, not the way I want my mom to see it, but the way that just, like, humanity has just given up and shit like that, but yeah, I know, selfies before, like, front-facing cameras was, uh, was a, was a trip, people, it was a trip, TVs that came with built-in DVD and VHS players, which were such a flex if you owned one, 
Yeah, I remember. I th- I guess smart TVs are that today, but like every TV you buy is a smart TV, for the most part. So, you know, it, it is weird. Like I always tell people, don't buy a TV just because it's a smart TV. Like buy you can buy the Roku separately, and you'll probably have a better experience. Uh, my the TV my mom has, I think it had, it's a Roku TV, and I'm like, well, Roku's good, so I guess it'll work out. And I was telling them when they were buying a TV, I'm like. Don't buy it just because it has the smart TV feature, okay? Like, get an, a Fire Stick or, a Ro- like, Roku's are so fucking cheap. For, like, the 4K one, uh, they do... I had one that overheated all the fucking time, so uh, there's a problem there. But, like, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, like, the D... Well, especially when the DVD player was built in. Like, I've had TVs with the VCR in it, and those were fucking badass. And there was, like, a way you could, like, record a DVD to a VHS and give to your friends with a TV. I don't know. They just made it super simple with that too. So I, I think I gave a friend like a VHS copy of Shrek two, you know, when, cause I think we got a PS cause when we got a PS two, that's when, you know, most families got a PS two back in the day. And that's when they like first started getting into DVDs. And like, that's really how DVDs became popular. It was because like, or that's how play, well, both how they became popular and like, how people started because DVD players used to be like super expensive. And so when the PlayStation two came out and it's like, Oh, you can play DVDs on this thing. Parents were like, I guess we'll buy our kid a PS two and uh, we can just use it as a DVD player too. Thus that's how DVDs. And that's why DVDs are probably still around today because you know, they made DVD players so cheap now. And it's like, get a Blu-ray or just stream. I don't know. I feel like when I, because I have an Apple TV, so I feel like when I just stream that shit, you know, it's the highest quality I can possibly get. Because I think I have, like, I just yeah, I got a good Apple TV, so it's, like, going to look as good as it gets and whatever. So that's enough rambling on that. Oh, here we go. This is my share right here. The iHome stereo with the remote, which was also such a flex if you owned one. Dude. Uh, I only had the, I don't think I ever had like an iPod speaker, but I did figure out like you could just buy computer speakers and they had that aux cable with it. And so if you really needed to, you can, I, I was always jolly rigging shit to play my iPod. Like, I think that's probably why I got into recording music is cause I first started off just like jolly rigging, like MP3 players to record stuff or like iPods to like onto speakers because like you think like, Oh, the iPod can only be connected through headphones, and then you figure out you can connect them to speakers. I'm like, holy shit! And then, look at that. I was the one. I was one of the pioneers on that, folks. Uh, and the iPod socket. It did nothing to protect your iPod if you accidentally dropped it. Uh, to quote the great Dank Pods on YouTube, uh, egg bags. Those are egg bags. They're not for iPods. They're for eggs. Um, and, uh, oh, God Damn it, dude. Uh, purple and green ketchup that you swore tasted different than regular ketchup. It didn't. I, I, I was aware of that. I was aware that they did not taste different from colors. I just I thought they were green. It was just the 2000, you know, 9-11 just happened. You're like, you know what the world needs right now? Green ketchup. And I think Shrek didn't help that at all. That really helped our obsession with Shrek too, the green fucking ketchup, dude. Honestly, though, like, if they made that shit today, I, I don't know if I'd buy it, you know? It's like, when I, tr- I don't know, ketchup is a, such a fucking weird topic with people, you know? You're like, ketchup is fucking trash, and if you use ketchup, you should just go, fucking go kill yourself. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude, it's just ketchup, dude. What, what, I don't think I have any food condiment that I would feel like, if you, if you use this food condiment, go kill yourself. I don't think I have that, 
I don't think I have that bone in my body to say that, you know? Um, Madonna and Missy Elliott uh, into the Hollywood Grove Gap commercial and ad campaign. Yeah, I remember that, but I always thought fucking nerds shopped at the Gap. My dad tried to convince me that, I remember when I was a kid, that Old Navy clothes were cool. I'm like, Old Navy does not make cool clothes. Old Navy makes clothes for conservatives. And uh, if you're not a fucking narc, then you don't shop at Old Navy. I remember I tried to, and I looked around like, I don't like anything I see here. Like, I don't know, who am I, who am I trying to, what am I wearing if I wear this? I'm like, American flag shirts for the 4th of July, or I'm like, am I... Do I have a rich daddy? And even then, if I had a rich daddy, I wouldn't be fucking shopping at Old Navy. I think it's just, like, people who want to pretend they're from rich families and are not from rich families. I'm pretty sure that's what Old Navy is for. No, that's Old Navy, yeah. Anyways, that was the gap. Um, Jessica Simpson's Dessert Beauty, which you really wanted to, to, oh, to see if it actually tasted good. Um... Yeah, I guess if you go with, like, a, like, oh, like, the flavor of this is, like, sweets, like, cupcakes and shit like that. Because she's eating a cupcake rather sexually and stuff like that. Dude, when I was, I don't know what, like, young kid, fifth grade me fucking loved Jessica Simpson. I thought she was the most beautiful woman in the world. Now, like, even, like, looking back at her, I'm like, she's pretty and stuff like that, but... I don't know, I want different qualities in women. I used to, I guess I used to like just, like, fucking the ditziest women possible and uh there is there is something to just like a fucking dumb bitch you know that you just love like a man just loves a dumb bitch i don't know how to describe it it's just like she's dumb i don't i think it's like that male evolutionary thing where it's like oh i'm her protector and provider type shit i think that's why men just fucking love dumb bitches because we're just like oh i can actually take care of you and shit like that i don't know there's there's something to like men that just like like, there's just biology that you can't get out of a man. As much as I, like, want to get away from just, like, societal norms, it's just, like, there's just some shit, you know? Like, women like a tough guy, you know? It's like, they don't want to fucking... Like, if she wants to date a man, she's going to date a man, and uh, he's going to bottle up his emotions and shit like that. Um, What else we got here? Oh, the belt section, the hot topic, which was full of studded belts, but you could also pick up a white or clear belt. I just fucking... I'm remembering the the kid I was who was punk rock Christian, and I had like a studded. I had a Bible in a Bible case, and it was a studded Bible case with like the stud made a cross and shit like that. And like it wasn't high quality shit or anything like that, but it's just like I was a fucking badass Christian. With that fucking Bible case, the studded fucking cross Bible case, dude, leather and everything, dude. I was I was just. It is the greatest, the greatest uh, marketing campaign that has ever been made was convincing kids that it was punk rock to be a Christian. Like, and they had solid arguments. That was the big thing. They had solid arguments for it, why it was punk rock to be a Christian. And it was, it was probably the greatest marketing campaign of all time, for real. Um, the overpriced CD section at Borders that you were always tempted to buy a CD from. Dude, yeah, it was like Borders. There's a store called FYE. I don't know if they're, I think I called them Fi back in the day. It was just like CDs, movies. I miss stores like that. I mean, they still exist, but like, it's just not the same, dude. It's like, 
you know, like, why would I buy a CD when I can just, like, pull it up on my phone and listen to the whole thing right now? So, like, that, you know, it's, like, technology advances, and it's, like, you miss the old stuff, but it's, like, you don't want to go back to it all at the same time. And, yeah, there were, like, $17 CDs. Like, for real, I don't know, for the most part, I think the most it, a CD should cost is maybe, like, $10, even though... I think the probably the work of art that's on the CDs should be priceless because it's just uh, true human emotion. It should be hu- true human emotion, but at the same time, yeah. But uh, yeah, they always had like the more expensive CDs, and it was like, why am I, why am I shopping buying the CD here when I can also just buy it at Walmart? You know, like in Walmart, they have like the cheaper CD. They still sell CD. They sell vinyl records now at Walmart, and I have to avoid that section like the plague, dude, or like. Uh, the C word, you know, as they say. Uh, Club Libby Lou stores all at the mall, which looked like it was the love child of a brass doll and the limited two. I wish I could relate, but if I even looked at that store, my mom would call me gay. And so, you know, uh, who was who like, I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. So I think we all know the little story, you know, we all know, we all have a Christian mom out there, right? Um, number 16, the massage chairs, uh, inside sharper image that always had one old man hogging one up for way too long. Uh, I have no, I have no shame in saying I was the, I have been the guy who's been hogging those things for way too long. Man proposes and God disposes. But, uh, I think, uh, but my time was after sharper image wasn't. They, like, still had products, but I don't think they had stores. They were just in, like, Bed Bath & Beyond, and you go to a Bed Bath & Beyond and uh, just sit in those chairs, and you're like, I think I'm going to live the rest of my life like this. <laughs> you get in those chairs, you're like, this is how I'm going to spend the rest of my existence, and shit like that. And I don't blame you for thinking that way. So, uh, Watching marathons of trading spaces on TLC on the weekend and mainly watching them for the reactions of the people who got an ugly redecorated room. Yeah, you know, we all know the evil that is TLC, the learning channel. And uh, I got to say, they know how to keep you watching. They know how to keep you occupied. You know, like we hate like meta slash Facebook. And, you know, we all know they're evil, you know, just like TLC. But you got to admit, they know how to keep you there, and they know how to give you content that you want to see. You know, like, you you scroll down on shit, you're like, oh, cool, boobs, 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 boobs. I'm like, thank you, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mark. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Thank you for showing me all these teddy pics, you know, that girls are trying to get me to get on their OnlyFans where I'll see the same exact pictures. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's just, yeah. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Watching MTV's Pimp My Ride to see what horrible makeovers they do to the cars. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm starting to think, like, why did I watch Pimp My Ride as a kid? Because I guess there's, like, some part of you that, like, wants to be on the show. But at the same time, you're just like, what the fuck are the, how are they going to ruin this car? They're always ruined cars. Like, they just, they didn't do anything to them. They just, like, put, like, five TV, like, we're going to put TVs in the trunk. I'm like, I can't watch the TV in the trunk if I'm in the car, okay? You can't, you can't do that, okay? Like, it's just like, we'll put TVs in, we know you like fish, you know, we know you like aquatic life. So we put fucking aquariums in your car, like, those fish are going to die tonight dude like i don't know how do you keep fish alive 
for the most part. But, like, don't you have to, like... Doesn't, like, the fish tank have to be, like, a certain kind of environment so the fish just don't die immediately, dude? For real. Um, whatever, Pimp My Ride, dude. They just, they're just like, we put a new paint job on it. We put 500 TVs in the back. Uh, I know how you said the transmission isn't very good. We didn't do anything to that. that it still sucks. It still sucks balls. But, uh, well, look how cool this looks, dude. Okay. Yeah, um, MapQuest maps that you just printed out in 99% of the time, you forgot to print out only black and white instead of color. Um, oh yeah, because you didn't want to waste all your color ink. Dude, I'm okay that MapQuest, that we don't have to use MapQuest anymore. People were like, ah, I just miss those days. I'm like, I, I don't miss using that fucking shit. Fucking, luckily my mom's a teacher. She has like staples and scissors and shit like that just around. But, like, for real... I don't miss MapQuest at all, dude. I'm fine with that being gone. Uh, celebs wearing American flag, I heart New York, and FD New York, NY, I think that's the fire department New York, uh, clothing on red carpets and events after 9-11. Yeah, it was just a, just a time period thing. Like, it was the right time to wear that. You look back now, and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. Um, stuff like that. The red Netflix envelopes, which always a little thrill when you saw it in the mail. Yeah, um, my parents used to have the Netflix DVDs, and they would not, they did not know how it worked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I was just like, can you get some DVDs so we could watch something? And they were like, no. And I think the reason why they said no is because they didn't know how to use it. You know, shit like that. Just dumbass fucking shit like that. The absolute magical chaos that was the midnight release of a new Harry Potter book. Dude. Some of y'all don't even understand. I remember the fifth book when it came out, and you were just like, and I was just trying to get that book for so long, and like, I don't know. I guess it was something to like, I had to wait until my birthday to get it or something like that. I was like, I need that book now, <laughs> and shit like that. And then it turned out I didn't even like the book that much. Like, the best Harry Potter movie, but like the worst Harry Potter book, you know? Because you just read it, and even the author, you know, who who we cannot talk about, you know, I know, the, I know the joke, but uh, just remember, I identify as a fucking threat. Uh, and just like, yeah, dude, because it was like, you know, the book came out, and you're just like, I need to read it, you know, I'm missing out, I'm missing something, you know, and uh, yeah, dude, what a time to be alive, what a time to be alive. Thank you, follow up boy. Uh, Philadelphia cheesecake snack bars, which were the perfect after-school treat or dessert. I've never had one of those, but I'm taking a look. If you just say cheesecake, like I'll, like I'll eat cheesecake just fucking plain. I think that's New York cheesecake. Like, dude, cheesecake tastes fine by itself, dude. You do not need like to add like strawberries or whatever to it. You can, and I, guess what? If you make it that way for me, I will. I will eat the fucking shit out of that. But uh. But yeah, dude, I wish that was still... Uh, is that really not around? I feel like that would just fucking kill. Dude, I don't know. The world's a weird place. Uh, restaurants and food brands changing their products in order to be Adkins friendly. I wish they would do this... All, uh, some restaurants do. I think, what is it? Papa Murphy's does it. They have like a, a keto pizza bowl. And it's just fucking... They just take everything but the crust and just throw it in a bowl and melt it. <laughs> dude. Um... I don't hate it, but yeah, I would prefer, do, does Subway actually still have these, like, wraps? Because I actually 
would start eating out there a lot more if they actually still had ass actually something. I'm going to look up after the show. Um, let's, let's let me through. Um, the stack of blank CDs that sit next to your computer, which could inspire you to make a mix CD by just looking at it. I still have a computer with the CD drive in it, and I love making chicks, you know, like, uh, mix CDs and shit like that. I don't, like, they don't have CD players in cars anymore, and so it's kind of, like, ruining, it's ruining romance. The, the fact that CDs don't, like, they don't make things with CD players anymore is, you know, it, it's really ruining romance for me, you know? That's the real problem uh, with the the advent of digital music in our world, is that they're ruining, they're ruining chances for me to get laid, okay? That's, that's the, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters, is am I getting laid? Um, oh yeah, the gaudy outfits David and Victoria Beckham wore on the red carpets in the early 2000s. Yeah, dude, you forget, like, David Beckham, I don't know about Victoria, I don't, I don't keep up with women's fashion, but, like, for men's fashion, David Beckham is oddly one of, like, the forefronts, like, he, like, if he wears something and the way he, like, presents himself is, like, every guy needs, like, copies of that shit, and, and it's not like, and you can't really blame him, like, it looks good, that shit looks really good, and stuff like that, I don't really care about his wife or whatever. The Disney DVDs that came with Fast Play, which you would press immediately, but it never seemed to actually work. Oh my god, I am so happy that someone else confirmed this to me. I was wondering why that shit never worked. You, like, press, it just, that shit never worked. And it's like, why give us this option if you're just gonna, like, make it not work and just play the previews anyways or whatever, dude? Dude, remember previews in movies? Like, DVDs and VHSs had them, and, like, you you want to feel nostalgic and throw in a VHS, you're just like, oh, cool commercials, cool shit, awesome. Uh, interactive DVD menus that sometimes came with hidden features that you needed to know how to access. Oh, buddy, and they're showing the Shrek 2 DVD music. You bet your ass I know that's Shrek 2. And, uh, yeah, they had the uh, Far, Far Away Idol on it. Yeah, that was, like, the first one, so it was, like, definitely... Definitely, dude. The Far, Far Away Idol. Definitely go look that up on YouTube if you haven't seen it yet. The girls got a wild commercial. They played late at night, and you're always worried someone would walk in while it was playing. Dude, yeah, they just, like, fucking played that. You're just you're just a kid wanting to watch South Park, listen to some toilet humor. All of a sudden, just, like, chicks, like, showing their tits, but, like, it's also very censored because you're also on cable TV, and you're just, like... Did anyone actually try and jerk off to those commercials? Because, like, I don't think they really gave you anything that was worth it. I also wouldn't mind meeting some girls gone wild chicks. Like, where are you now? Where are these chicks now, dude? I'd love to hear from all of you. Uh, the animal crackers in my soup. Part of, from the Shirley Temple Little Darlings DVD commercial that played all the time on Cartoon Network. Dude, yeah, dude. I don't know how anyone was like, fucking Shirley Temple's my chick, dude. I fucking love those videos, dude. I've never met anyone like that. You just remember the commercials. You're like, people like this shit, dude. It's just one of those things you're just like, people really like this, you know? It's like, imagine Dragon fans, you know? Imagine dragging these nuts across your face. Ha! Got him! Ah, never gets old. Best Buy having like 50% of its floor space dedicated to just DVDs. 
Yeah, I think I heard recently they're getting rid of movies on the forum. Like, they got rid of CDs a while ago. And now it's getting to movies. That's, which is just fucking insane, dude. That, like, how, like, we're really... And you think, like, oh, physical media is dead, but it's, like, it's actually still around. That's the crazy part about it. It's, like, it is still around. It's just, like, no one's buying that shit. And the stores are just, like, we're only gonna keep up with the actual demand, which is barely... Um, also Best Buy, and the Best Buy Geek Squad Volkswagen Beetles that were always parked outside. I don't think I've ever had to use Geek Squad ever in my life. And I guess they just do tech support, and I don't know the tech support they do. Uh, the Livestrong bracelets, which you wore because it was popular and it showed you cared. Dude, I remember those plastic bracelets were, like, the coolest shit when I was in the sixth grade. I had, like, 12 of them I kept on my arm, and it was just, like, covered myself in them. Cool. What a time to be alive. Um, uh, and the red string bracelet celebs wore because they were into Kabbalah. Don't remember that one. Um, the bright green on light on the old external computer speakers. Those are like the speakers you want to hear. That's like the right way to listen to emo music is on those speakers. Like... I feel like a lot of times audio is like, how do you, how am I supposed to listen to this? Like, what is the preferred method? Like, I do think like AirPods or even like the Apple, just like headphones itself is the best way to listen to Blonde by Frank Ocean. It, it I really do think, I just had like generic Apple headphones at the time when the album came out and they're like corded. I think that's right before wireless headphones came out. So it was like the wired ones. I would say probably the wired ones on the, the, uh, for, like, the iPhone, like, is the best way to listen to uh, Frank Ocean's Blonde. Like, it, it, I don't know, like, it just popped in those, like, I've had them on studio speakers, but, like, they just fucking pop on those iPhone headphones, dude. Not sure. And it was before the AirPods, too. I remember that now. Um, I was, like, trying to think, yeah. Uh, turning on your desktop like this when, and then feeling the warm heat of the computer tower on your leg. Yeah, it's using your big toe to press the on button on the, Big old tower computer. Yeah, it's just, it just what you did back then. You just went to, you You were just like, I'm going to go on the computer. And then you did that. And lastly, having Internet Explorer crash on you, which was always at the worst time. Dude, I can't believe how much of Internet Explorer I tolerated in my life, you know, considering what browsers are supposed to be like on said systems, dude. It was, it's so fucking, uh, so fucking bad. You're just like, it just crashed and barely worked half the time. 500,000 little tabs they added underneath your little fucking browser. You don't even know how they got there. You're like, how are you just fucking that shitty of a browser? Like, that, this happens, dude. It's like, no wonder they just, like, remade the same shit with Microsoft Edge and just, like, threw it out and be like, yeah, my Internet Explorer has such a bad name, we had to create a whole-ass new browser. Is bad. Anyways, though, yeah, that's it. Tell me your thoughts on uh, what you remember from your childhood if you're a millennial and uh, what was cool and not cool. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. 
Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience, it's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes. It goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It is time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the podcast where I just answer questions, whatever questions you fucking have. Uh, let's just... Uh, let's just jump into it. Uh, I have chlamydia and my boyfriend doesn't. I didn't cheat. I tested positive three times, two swabs, one urine, and he tested negative one time, urine. The doctor he saw refused to do a penile swab and said he would have to go to PP 
for that. Last time I slept with someone else was November 2020. I tested negative in October 2020 and December 2021. He was on amoxicillin two months ago, but the doctor said that wouldn't have cured chlamydia. He was hiding his phone from me, and I've caught him on dating sites before. He goes out of town for work often and doesn't text me back for hours. I'm confused about how I have chlamydia if he cheated and doesn't have it. Sounds like that this dude... All right, so assuming you're 100% sure you didn't cheat, which sounds like you're you're being anonymous on the internet, so obviously uh, we're, you know... What's the, because the brownie! It sounds like you're not making this up. You wouldn't be asking the question if you were lying, you know, unless it's a weird thing where you're, like, trying to prove your innocence or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think the correct answer to this problem is it sounds like he cheated. Because, I mean, I, mean, I think, I don't know, I don't know who you are, but um, it, once you wrote this down, you should have read it back to yourself and kind of saw uh, what he, what, you know, you know. So, like, you, you give me the fight. He was hiding his phone from me, and I've caught him on dating sites before, okay? He goes out of town for work and doesn't text you back for hours. Uh, I know people who went to Nashville for work, and they were all cheating. Like, they were, it's just, uh, it's just an easy way uh, to get away with it. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so it sounds like he cheated on you. Um, the amoxicillin probably, I don't think a doctor would, that, I could see a doctor lying for someone, but, um, yeah, the amoxicillin probably, uh, yeah, you said doesn't cure chlamydia, but maybe he was on, yeah, it sounds like what the situation was, and, uh, it's kind of, I'm sorry you have to live through this, but it sounds like he cheated, caught chlamydia. Okay, I think the mic's working. Caught chlamydia, and then he gave you chlamydia. Then he found out he had chlamydia, secretly cleared up his chlamydia, and then that's what's going on with you. So, yeah, because, like, at the end of the day, it is it is something, like, I think Kelly Rowland, uh, I think, yeah, I think it's Kelly Rowland. She, there's, like, a story where, uh, I guess, like, her dad was always, like, I don't know. I mean, I love her and everything, but I, I, I just don't feel that connection that we're related. So I guess he did a DNA test, found out that he is not Kelly Rowland's biological father. But then, you know, the situation's like, oh, did her mom cheat? And her mom was like, well, I 100% know I did not cheat. Uh, and so let me do a DNA test too to prove that I did not cheat. And if that turns out, that Kelly Rowland was, like, a baby that was mixed up in the hospital. Like, just stories you think about. Like, which is just, like, a fucking crazy story. But, yeah, it sounds like this dude does not sound like a good guy to you. Like, just the fact that you're dating and he's, like, cheating on you. You know, he's, like, you, you caught him on dating sites. So, you know, catching someone on a dating site is probably a sign, at least if they have, I mean... Even if they never cheat on you, but they're on a dating site, it means that they have the potential to. I'm starting to kind of, like, realize in my older age that when it is important, kind of, to know in a partner, like, have you ever cheated on someone? I think it's definitely an important uh, thing to bring up because, you know, 
sometimes there's a situation involved with it and you're just like, I'm a new person. I'm never going to do that anymore. But sometimes knowing that knowledge is kind of like they're, they've had the ability and, you know, they've been able to, you know, your brain typically should say like, Hey, I shouldn't cheat on my partner. It's a bad thing. And, and there is something like, you know, right from wrong in your brain. And it's like, when you go against what you know is right and do something that you know is wrong. In the meantime, there is something about someone's brain chemistry, the reason why they do that in situations like that, that is a big red flag. So I, I've come to notice, yeah, just the older I get, it's like, have you ever cheated on a past relationship? Like, I think the only thing I had was like, and I don't even know if this counts. I was in like, going into the seventh grade, I was dating, in quotations, a chick. And then I went to church camp and then another girl there, and I wanted to date her, so I, like, fake, I, like, broke up with the other girl and got with her, but I think there was some overlap there where it was bad. I thought at the time, because I was right before I moved to Missouri, I thought that was, like, God's punishment uh, to me for doing that, for cheating. Now I realize I'm like, oh, I was just a fucking kid, and I didn't know any better, but, like, since then, I've never cheated on someone. It's not like, I don't know. It, it just sounds like a lot of work to do. Cause you have to hide it and like, and shit like that. And that just sounds like, and I'm just, I just enjoy living life where it's just like, everything is out in the open. You know, it's like, if you, if there's any problems with me, it's like, it's, it's there. It's like, it's not going to be hard to find, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to hide anything from anyone, uh, for the most part. Um, so yeah, uh, get a better boyfriend. How much sex is too much sex? Okay. Rivers Cuomo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, or thanks, Rivers Cuomo. Uh, how I got a German girlfriend recently, and she is always excited about having sex because she never got satisfied from her last relationship. So I feel like I had to compensate her uh, for that, and I don't mind. But is there a limit to how much sex I should have with her on a weekly basis to keep the relationship strong? Okay, so I think yeah, every relationship always has like somewhat of a vibe of how much sex you should have, and if it's, like, too much or too little. Like, you have to find the right amount for you. And, you know, I, I you know, there's some guys out there who are very, like, hey, my wife doesn't want to fuck. Because, like, I think in my perfect situation, uh, like, it would be, like, every evening or, like, maybe even every other day, you know? But, like, obviously... You know, and, and you think about, like, jerking off, like, you could jerk, I could jerk off, like, two, three times every day. You know, I could schedule it in and stuff like that. But, like, when it's actual sex, though, like, it's kind of, like, it's a lot more planning and, you know, unless you want to go in fucking dry, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure that out. So, I feel like, you know, I do feel like your body does tell it, at least as for a guy, uh, if you're, if you're young, uh, you're gonna be able to get it up all the time, but eventually you get older and you're like... There's only so many times I can get it up during a day. I don't know. Maybe it's just my antidepressants kicking in and being like, hey, don't do that. You know, hey, we've had enough sex today. Okay. So we got to relax here. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I don't know. You didn't really having her on a weekly basis. If this is once a week, dude, well, you can have sex once a week. That's why I always get like annoyed with couples who are like, we just haven't had sex in like a year. I'm like, okay, you, you sit down with her and be like, okay. 
every Sunday. I know we're not really that interested in having sex with each other, but we still like each other. And I don't really want to like break up, you know, because like, you know, you still, you still, you know, that's not an option for you. So you're just like every, you just plan one day a week, like, hey, this day of the week, we fuck each other. And, or, you know, and if you have kids, you know, I know obviously now that can be, make it more complicated because you don't really want your kids watching you have sex all the time, you know, because you're, if you're fucking normal, you don't want your kids watching you do that. So, um, yes, I think you like plan it and you're like, you know, if you have kids, we like, okay, we know our kids. We're home, and our kids are not home at this time. So every week at this time, we fuck. You know, even if we're not interested, even if we're not in the mood, even if it's just not a good experience. Like, I think that's it. But too much sex, you know, maybe just make it a schedule of when you have sex. Maybe that would probably be the best option moving forward for you because I think that would just probably make things a little bit easier on your fucking loins, dude. I, I, you know, I, I don't understand you, but I guess it, I guess it, it exists. All right. Um, I want to break off my perfectly good relationship with my boyfriend. My boyfriend and I have been in healthy relationship for the past nine months. I have been in a lot of toxic relationships before, which is why I am able to tell my current boyfriend has treated me with respect and love. He has good relationships with all of his exes. There are still in, they are still in touch. He is there for them when they need him. He also has girl best friends who are very close to him, close to the point where they sleep in the same bed. I know they are not having sex. One of the girls often tells him, I love you. He says she is his best friend, and they go out on lunches and outings from time to time. I know for sure he is not cheating on me, but I'm always scared about our future. His relationships with his exes and his girl best friends are making me insecure. I can stop talking about it. About it makes me sick. I can't ask him to stop talking to them because I know it makes me toxic. Now I just act like I'm okay with everything. I once talked to him about my concerns, and he said I have to trust him to make this work. Is this the best way to handle this? Honestly, um... I, you know, I, I feel like in situations, I don't know, this is a, this is a therapy thing. That's not it. Uh, I feel like it's a kind of a therapy thing for me, um, but, you know, um, crap, where was I? My train of thought going before I was going to talk to this. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like just looking at this situation here. I'm looking at your perspective on uh, everything, I looked at your title and was like, okay, this this sounds like a chick who needs to get her life together. You're like, he's been treating me nice. I don't like him anymore. I'm like, okay, shut the fuck up, bitch. Um, there's just a lot of red flags here. I don't, so I have friends who are women, and they're either married to someone, and by proxy, they're kind of my friend just because they're married to my actual friend, you know? And then I have some friends who are women, and I think the situation I have is, it's kind of like, you kind of have to find them gross. You know? Like, at least sexually, you know? Like, do I want to fucking, like, uh, like, like, I think about, like, even some of my friends' wives, I'm just like, I like them and all, and it's like, and it's weird when people are like, dude, why are you dating that chick? She's so ugly. I'm like, why do you fucking care? You're not going to fuck her. Like, are you trying to fuck her? I'm like, that. there's a problem there. But, like, I don't think you need to be attracted to your friends, like, partners, spouses, whatever you want to call it. I just think you just have to, like, 
when you judge a friend's partner, it has to be on their vibe. I'm like, are they fun to hang out with or are they just a total fucking bitch? And like, I've met some total fucking bitches and I've been, most of my good friends though, and if they end up listening to this and they're like, is my wife, does my wife count? And it's probably going to be a yes. Uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just so confused going into this question. Um, the sleeping in the same bed thing has to stop. Like, I, I don't care how, how much you trust someone. Just imagine, like, I'm just trying to imagine, like, when my mom, like, you know, my dad was a track coach, and in positions like that, you can sometimes have assistant coaches or something like that. Sometimes can be women. It's not, not you know, I know some people are going to be shocked by that, but it's not that big of a deal. You know, and it's like an assistant coach, and my dad's, my dad was always great about it being like, a like we're a work this is a work relationship this is not like i mean like friendly they're friends and stuff like that but like he was always good about that. I one time he told a story it's gonna be on like an old schwedcast episode but like he was like yeah one time i was at on a you know on a track thing or whatever like trip and like the only restaurant open was hooters and so they had to eat there my dad felt so bad. He called my mom and like uh, it was he was like so apologetic and shit like that. Like at that point, I'm just like I don't you know like, their marriage was ended up being fine you know because like honesty is a good thing. But yeah, I, I, with this, I'm just like one he he's got to stop. There's there's a lot of boundaries you have to have and like my friends who are women like I set up boundaries and it's usually the same boundaries I would set up for like my guy friends I'm like. Um, would me and my guy friends, like, cuddle in bed at night to fall asleep? No, we're not going to do that. Um, one, because I'm not, I don't want to be next to some sweaty-ass dude. Uh, but two, um, that's, that's, I don't know, that's just, yeah, that's just weird, you know? And you got to treat your, you know, if you're a guy and you have friends who are women, you got to treat them just like you treat your guy friends to a very certain extent, with a few exceptions. Um, so yeah, I'm just looking out here, like... The I love you is need to stop. Out to lunches, that's fine. I don't know. Like, but like, yeah, if you have feelings for someone, I don't know. And, and also exes too. It's just like, you don't need to talk. You can be like Facebook friends or whatever, but like, if you're not over your, if you really know you're not over your ex, you don't need to be looking at what they're doing on social media. It's just, or like, need to be involved in their lives whatsoever. Cause like, if you're, if someone broke your heart, you shouldn't be around them. You should, the best, like the best healing is just not being around them <laughs> for real. Um, yeah. So all your concerns are perfectly valid. I want to tell you that, um, you and your, and, you know, and just say, I think the best thing I would say in the situation, I'm like, look, I trust you and everything. Like I fully believe that you would never cheat on me. And I, I respect that, but I don't, it makes me uncomfortable and I know third parties as well would also be uncomfortable uh, hearing situations you get into with both your exes and friends who are women. And so we need to set some boundaries because it doesn't make me feel comfortable, you know. And if that's really going to be a problem, like he's wanting to fuck one of the girls, dude. Like he, he And so that's, that's the real situation here because like I, I generally feel like all your feelings are valid. It's it's really up to like what's he gonna say in response to this because like I don't think you're asking unreasonable things. You're like, hey, um, your friends who are women, 
I don't like them like talking about how they love you and shit like that. Like that's weird. I don't like that you, you know, I don't like that you uh, sleep in the same bed as them, even though I know you're not having sex. It, I don't like that, you know. And it's like, oh, we don't have sex, and I'm like, cuddling is kind of foreplay, you know, as the the foreplay king. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it's there, you know. It 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 can count. Um. I don't know, yeah, I just, I just really feel like, uh, lunches, I feel like you could probably, I mean, to an extent, be fine, and stuff like that, and it's, it's also, like, friends that I have that are women, I would, you know, if I was dating someone, uh, you, you know, like, I would try to get them to get along, too, you know, very weird, okay, I've been rambling on, we need to move on. What might make a girl intimidating to a guy? Being really pretty, being really tall, being really smart. Other physical features, characteristics. Um, I think, I feel like it's more characteristics, but um, sometimes you could be really good looking and the guy's just like, I don't know how to talk to you. I don't know how to talk to you. <laughs> and stuff like that. So that, like, that's definitely a thing. I watched, I've been watching Ugly Betty and Rebecca Romaine is in the show with very outdated trans jokes, by the way. But uh, she's, like, so fucking tall, dude. And, like, she, like, towers over, like, all the men. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but uh, maybe being a little taller can be, but I don't know if that's it. I think it's a lot more... Um, saying that I want to say this right so no one get mad at me, but there is a way that men do things that the way men intimidate someone, I think it's just intimidation tactics that mostly men uh, are the ones using the most. But, like, when a woman uses those tactics on it, like, you feel intimidated by them. I don't know if gender necessarily has anything to do with it. There's just common characteristics that can be intimidating. Um, I've been told that if I play music and I'm not singing, uh, necessarily I have something of, like, a resting bitch face when I play music. And that resting bitch face uh, can very much intimidate a lot of people. And I've, I, I, I've figured it out in college that that happens. And so I try, you know, if I go into an ensemble, I don't try to come in as being like, I'm your savior. Uh, I'm here to save the day. Your band sucks ass. And now that I'm here, you guys are not going to suck ass. I try to keep that in. I try to be... I do try to be very humble, and um, the nice thing about being in the music is you can be humbled very easily, and so that's never been a problem for me, I always, so I always try to stay humble. Um, what makes a woman intimidating? I don't think it's anything to do with gender, I, and I do, but I do think, though, and especially into, like, workplace type of situations, when a woman, you know, a woman gets into a position that, like, has been traditionally men, like, managers, bosses, and stuff like that, when they treat you like that, like, especially as a man, it, there is something biological in you that's, like, fuck you, and, like, you want to rebel and stuff like that, and it's, like, if a man, and it's, like, if a woman does it, it's, like, if a man does the same thing, you'd still have the same feelings towards it, you know, except for there's a possibility that you could kill the woman and not the man, so it's stuff like that. So I feel like what makes a woman intimidating isn't necessarily any um, fit. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily anything physical, but unless it's like a 
Like, I would like to go on a date with her, but she's very intimidating. You know, stuff like that. Because, I don't know, it's just like you feel like she's out of your league and stuff like that. So, uh, life's a dirty game. You gotta play dirty to win it. Um, what can a girl do to be more attractive physically? So long, unnecessary short story. I went clubbing with my friend last night, and basically everyone flirted with her. I wasn't looking... For anything, but it is a bit of a confidence destroyer when you get ignored the whole night. Guys were talking to me, but it felt more petty chatter while they hit on her. LOL. So, what's something small I could do to be a little more pretty? For example, I've been told having your nails painted makes you look like you, you're put together. I have glasses and recently have been feeling like they make me look lame, especially with media always including removing them for a hot girl makeover, LOL, IDK, just little things. All right. All right, so I'm going to say some words coming up here, and we're all going to be cool with it, okay? I'm going to say things that are going to sound mean, and we're all going to be cool with it, okay? You know, you've been warned, so if you're like, I can't believe you said that. I warned you. I warned the fucking shit out of you. Are you fat? That's the question I'm going to ask you. Are you fat, okay? Because, like... I really do think, for the most part, like, if women, you know, some guys are into fat chicks, but, like, if for a woman, it's like, do you want to be more attractive? I'm like, just lose weight. I don't know. There is something about a guy you're like, you don't want to date a fat chick, and as someone who's also kind of fat myself, you know, I've also been kind of, I've been kind of getting into the thicker girls, though, lately. I've been seeing a couple, seeing a couple around, I'm like, I like that, you know, you know? I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't really have a, I have types, but I don't have, like, a deal-breaker type, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I, I genuinely think, though, because, like, I think men care more about weight, and then women care more about height, you know? And I can't, you know, I'm not that tall either, so I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to give you guys what I do. So, if you're fat, I'm just saying, ladies, if, if you're fat, and you're having trouble, troubles getting men... You may need to lose some weight. I don't, I'm not encouraging anything, any bad diets or anything. I'm just saying, from another fat person, I would just say uh, it'll definitely make you look more attractive. And you just look healthier. And I think when you do look healthier, I think it's a good. I think just everyone finds you more attractive in that sense. Um, uh, whatever nails painted, I don't think men men do not give a shit about that at all, dude. Men do not care what your nails look like. Men don't care what your eyebrows look like. As long as you have eyebrows, that's all men care about. I hate it when women, like, shave off their eyebrows and, like, draw them back on. You're like, now I'm attractive to men. I'm like, no, you're not. You look fucking weird now. And I don't want to be near you, you fucking, was it, Uncle Fester freak, you know? You look like fucking, if you shave your eyebrows, you look like Uncle Fester from, uh, not Goosebumps, the Adams family. <laughs> the Goosebumps. Uh, for real. Ladies, do not shave your eyebrows. Please Low guy. And Doja Cat, please grow your eyebrows back. Please, for the love of God. I don't care if you have a buzz cut. Just please grow your eyebrows back. Please. Eyebrows are not hard to maintain. I don't know where you come off with, like, oh, I can't main Maintaining my eyebrows has just become too much. Like, it's not hard to maintain your eyebrows. And especially, if you have pretty thick eyebrows, as long as they don't connect, men don't give a shit. Men, men are attracted to Cara Delevingne, even though she's dating the one of my favorite, like, pop artist right now, Mink, for one, that's a good thing, 
Um, all right. Do women find it attractive that a guy is going to therapy? A few of my female friends told me that it's sexy that I'm going to therapy and that I should put it on my dating profile. LMAO, uh, but I can't tell if they are being sarcastic or serious. Does me going to therapy not signal to people that I have issues? What's attractive about it? Yeah. Dude, I totally kind of understand your... Yeah, I don't know why women are saying like, oh, I want a guy who goes to therapy. That's so odd. Um, I go to therapy, and if I don't bring that up, that's not like, hello, ladies, I go to therapy. And it's not they're not like fucking flocking around wanting to hear my fucking life problems and shit like that. I, this is something I, re, I genuinely think that is like something that we need to have a real discussion about because we've been going on this like whole rant about men's mental health and like men should be able to cry. Men should be able to talk about their feelings. Men should be able to go to therapy. But if you legitimately like online, you're like, ha 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 ha. I love a man to go. I want my man to go to therapy. It's, it's not like women find it attractive that a man goes to therapy Women want their the guy they have in mind to go to therapy. And if you're not that guy that they have in mind, not necessarily a thing. And, you know, as you know, and I'm not trying to be like an incel or anything like that. Like I I'll tell you all I go to therapy and I do it like it's every other week. It's usually on Thursdays. I talk about my health, mental health. Uh, you know, I talk about like how my dad passed away and, you know, how I'm dealing with life right now when life isn't what I want it to be and stuff like that. You know, you know, I go to therapy. But, like, if I bring, like, because in the past I've brought up, like, personal problems with women I've been dating. And it's never made them more dry. Like, that is the most dry thing that has ever happened when, like, my feelings are brought up. Women aren't necessarily, att- that's why it's been, like, the people who survive or the guys who bottle up their feelings, don't go to therapy, keep it together, uh, start the Roman Empire and stuff like that. You know, it's those type of guys are the ones who are getting the chicks because it is an attractive trait to be a man and have it all together, like have your whole life together. There is something very attractive about that. So maybe when a chick is like, oh, I love a man who goes to therapy, they like a guy who has their life together and it's like they go to therapy and the therapy in in response to it makes the man have their life together, you know. But sometimes you go to therapy because you don't have your life together and you continue to go to therapy because you're working on getting your life together, but you don't have your life together. And that's just not an attractive trait to women, you know, just like a guy who has a lot of like mental health problems and stuff like that. That's why, you know, that's why everyone's dad bottles up their emotions and keeps it to themselves and has a lot of problems, and the reason why us younger generation are the reason why we're in therapy. So, that's the real truth behind it. Like, don't brag to women that you go to therapy. If it comes up, it comes up. Don't be ashamed of it, because I think there is something more important of just, like, owning up to your flaws and stuff like that. There is way more, it is way more beneficial to just own up to that shit. But at the same time, you shouldn't brag about going to therapy to women, because at the end of the day, they're just going to be like, this is not a good mate to have. This is not someone I want to be with, you know? So, you know, it is the way it is, and you know what? Well, damn, Jackie, I can't control the weather. All right, finally, our last question of the evening. If you had infinite money, what would be the first thing you do with it? Um, Infinite money, so... 
Yeah, if I would probably infinite money. The first thing I would look up is probably like any debt I have, even if it's fake or someone's like scamming me or whatever. It, well, like you have infinite money. I'd just be like, I'll just pay everything off and make it look like I don't have any debt. Uh, I'd probably buy property. You know, I think property is always property is always a good investment too. I don't know what I would do with it, but I don't want to be like a shitty landlord at the same time. Uh, I would probably build a recording studio of my own, you know, just like state of the art, everything that it's like, you know, I work with a lot of things in my, like my current studio. Like I have a lot of good equipment, but at the same time, it's always like stuff. Like at the end of the day, a lot of the stuff is like what I make work when I have my own studio. It's like, I'm going to get everything that I've ever wanted to be in like a studio space. And I'd build it the exact way I want to, stuff like that, and just make it like a creative paradise where it's like, this is somewhere someone can go to write songs, this is somewhere someone can go to record songs, this is somewhere someone can go to hang out, and it's just like a good vibe of a studio, and just like all the equipment that I've ever dreamed of having, and being able to buy more, is like, oh, this is a new thing that came out, buying it, you know, and shit like that. Really cool. And then, you know, if it, I have unlimited money, it's one of those things that I'm never going to run out of it. I'd be like, I would probably just start recording people. Because, like, you know, because half the shit we do in our lives is just to, like, make money, survive, so we can buy food, have a home, and shit like that. But, like, if I never had to worry about money, I'd be like, I'm going to start recording people for free. You know, I'm going to start doing gigs for free. I would, you know, set up shows and shit like that, make it free, let tons of people come in, and stuff like that boost my music career or anything else I've ever wanted to do in my life, you know, and, then, and at the same time, you know, it's like, oh, like, you know, because a lot of times you book a show and you're like, oh, but don't you want to pay musicians and stuff like that, even if you don't make enough money? I'm like, that's not something I have to worry about. Like, I know people who I think are like the best and it's just like, I'm just going to give you like a living wage and all I want you to do is like play shows with me and stuff like that, just like my friends and shit like that. It's going to be, it would be a fucking... Good time. They say money can't buy happiness. It can, okay? Whoever made up that phrase was rich already and didn't like their lives because they were an ass- they were just probably an asshole already to begin with and not a good person. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely just make my life so much better. I'd probably even help a lot of other people. I'm just like, someone just be like, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I just roll in. Someone just tells me, it's like, yeah, I don't think students should go into debt just for lunch debts and shit like that. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's true. And I just go to the school or whatever and just be like, pay off the lunch debt, you know, you know, shit like that, you know, like, oh, you know how this was a problem? It's not anymore. Or, or I'd probably go, I'd probably support like a local community anonymously and just be like, all right, here's X amount of money. Like no one has to pay for lunch ever again at the school or, or like, or this year or whatever. You know, say, like, how much does it actually cost for, like, a yearly amount, you know? And I'll just, like, give a little bit more than that. Like, round it up to the highest one, you know, and then go from there, you know? Figure it out. Um, yeah, no, I just, I try to make, because it's, like, you, because half the, I think at the end of the day, it's, like, half the shit I do is to, like, try to get money. It's either get paid or get laid at the same time. And if you have money, you don't have to worry about getting laid. Just buy a, hire a prostitute. You could pro, you could pro, if you had infinite money, and I would, like, find a porn star I really liked and just be like, hey, we're partners now. <laughs> uh, here's, like, X amount of money a year or whatever. You know, this is how much you make, you're going to make a year. All you have to do is be like, if I want to fuck, we're going to fuck, you know? Like, that's all you have to do. And, I, you know, you got to be nice to them and shit. But also, like, I just, 
make my life easier, make the world a better place, or um, at least make your community a better place, you know? just That's what I'd really like to do, because it's, like, unlimited money. It's, like, and it's hard to fathom unlimited money, because it's just, like, what's your problem? Because you can throw money at every problem, and it goes away. Just, like, I want to find love. If you have a ton of money, you'll find love. Like, that's not a problem. You know, she'll learn to love you, you know. After, like, she knows you have a lot of money, she'll learn to love you, you know. That's how it is. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. And with all that being said, thank you for checking out this episode of Cancel Shweezy. Yet again, we've made it to the end of another episode. So thank you so much for listening. Check out my social medias under at the Shweezy, my music under Shweezy as well. Uh, we also have a Cash App and Patreon. Pay, no, Patreon, we do have Patreon too. We also have uh, PayPal as well. Those are great ways to support us financially and say thank you for being a friend along with all our other sponsors. We just use our links. Like That's just a great way to support the show without, you know, doing something you already wanted to pay for uh make sure you do all the free shit like i said going to our youtube page checking out the episode checking out the highlights sharing the highlights liking it subscribing it leaving comments always just great free shit you can always do but you also have the option to listen on audio where you get can leave us a review like a written review even if it's nonsense it's a written review and give us a five four three two or one star rating as well so as we say look at the mic stand here honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.